Hello, welcome back to the Waffle Press Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, David Crespo. Here today with me is Gina Versa. Hello, how's it going? Pretty good, and especially because the Oscars were good this year. I, I wouldn't say like the show was like the most entertaining it's ever been, but I would say, I would say the show was, was pretty entertaining on its own right, too. Yeah. Uh, no one bobbed anything. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, although I will ne- no one's ever going to forget that. Like that was, <laughs> I, I kind of, I'm kind of glad that happened because now it's a yeah. part of film history. Right. Uh, and I, I know some people are saying like, oh, well, this was the safest Oscars ever because you kind of knew it was going to win. And I would say yeah. like for the acting stuff, maybe. And I think okay. that goes to show like what people only really pay attention to, like if they're casual viewers, because, mm-hmm. uh, everything else was kind of up in the air, you know? Yeah. I mean, what, what, I what would so. you say? Yeah, it was uh, just on the ceremony or just the winners? Or the uh, win- winners, winners. The ceremonies, I think, were uh, were fun. I, yeah. I, I was thoroughly entertained while I was watching the Oscars, and that was before I got drunk. So, uh, Yeah, I felt like it was a very close, uh, close race. Everything that won, I mean, you couldn't, like, for sure bet it, you know? Like, the odds weren't just, like, given for like a certain film um you know a lot of films you know you didn't know who was gonna win you know did didn't see sam rockwell women really okay uh before we get into the acting thing because i think that's where it was clear who was gonna win because the the cast of uh Mm -hmm. three billboards basically won every acting award this award season but what were the biggest surprises for you then uh, the biggest surprise is, well, let me see, Sam Rockwell. I think Best Actor for Gary Oldman, because everyone loves makeup, apparently, and not Daniel Day-Lewis. No, no here's the thing about the, the acting awards. If uh-huh. you're cursing a lot and you're yelling a lot and uh-huh. you have a lot of makeup, yeah. you're acting. Yeah. And that's what people <laughs> go to. I mean, that's what ended up winning Leonardo DiCaprio the Oscar, because right. he had to struggle to survive on, like, a hellish film shoot. And they just happen mm-hmm. to catch it on camera, you know? <laughs> right. Um, cinematography surprised me because I wasn't trusting that they would acknowledge Roger Deakins, his great cinematic achievements in Blade Runner and other films and keep overlooking them. Another surprise was probably best adapted screenplay. I, uh, you know, I had a feeling they were going to pass on Call Me By Your Name. And you kept seeing like uh, all these Hollywood Reporter articles about some Academy voters were like, we gave it to a uh, uh, film, a, a gay romance film last year, and it's you know comments like that. So I was glad that it won. So, yeah, because like that, that stupid ass bullshit mentality. Like, well, we gave it to a gay and black film last year. You know, like we shouldn't have to resort to like right. fuck you. Like, oh my god. <laughs> like how how far up your own ass does your head have to be to say some stupid shit like that i, don't know. I guess when you're anonymous and someone's interviewing you and you're just like a bigot I'm a little disappointed that that logan lost only because it didn't really get any other big nominations uh yeah it was just that i would have liked to see patrick stewart i think for best supporting actor ah you yeah, that that was bullshit i love sam rockwell i don't like three billboards yeah um but I, 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 I like him enough that I, I could accept it as like a legacy award, you know? I guess so. I mean, I don't really care for that character. I mean, I don't think he's that like strong as a character. He just goes from like 
incredibly racist to like not as racist. <laughs> it's it's a it's a big like emotional turn the character has to go through. And I think yeah. Sam Rockwell sells it. I don't think the writing or the direction sell it. So yeah. I can I can get that. Uh it ends on villains wiki. So that that says a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um that just to touch on three billboards really quick because I think it's kind of important to get like where the the vitriols come from lately yeah. after it was released. Uh yes. it, it tackles race and gender politics in America in a way that feels very dissonant than what's actually prevalent in America. And yeah. like for me that's that's part of the problem, but also I just don't think it's that well made of a movie. So, well, I, I, I don't know. I think the tone, of, the tone of that film, when you look back at it after watching, really suffers because it's handling serious issues, but then it's like really fantastical at times. Yeah, and it, it's it, it's it's bizarre, and um, I, I don't think it's Mark like McDonough is is such a talented filmmaker and writer. I was really caught off guard by how little I actually liked that movie. So. But that's that's neither here nor there. That's uh, yeah. I think the acting stuff. I'm like Francis McDormand, another another great uh, performer, uh, uh-huh. who probably does deserve an Oscar. So like whatever, just just give her this one. Uh, she, she curses. I was shocked they used the deer clip because that is like the one across the board. Everyone was kind of like, yeah, I like the movie, but uh, I don't know about that scene. Maybe someone snuck it in there. I know. <laughs> it's like as a final dig. Um and then like Gary Oldman too. Uh if you start reading about him as a person, you kind of wish maybe he didn't win. And then Winston Churchill as well, obviously. Mm-hmm. A garbage human being who Winston. happened to pull Britain through a very tough yeah. time in its history. Yeah, he's very romanticized, but yeah, he was definitely uh, problematic. Yeah. Um and I, I think Gary Oldman is is good. In it, I, I I don't think he's awful in Darkest Hour. I, I still haven't seen Darkest Hour. Okay. Um, I don't really have like a great desire to see it. Yeah. Like I'll catch it on HBO. It's one of those films. Yeah, it it definitely is. Um, but for me, uh, we'll we'll get to the the really big ones that made me very happy. Um, and again, Coco was no brainer. Otherwise, I think we'd talk about that more. Uh, just how wonderful it was to see that presentation and everything. Fun fact: I found out I had a friend who was in the uh, mm-hmm. the song and dance display uh, at the Oscars, oh, and yeah. so that was like the coolest thing ever. I, I have a cool. friend who's part of cinematic history now. Mm-hmm. Um, but my the first big award that made me so happy, I think, was Roger Deegan's for cinematography because he's been snubbed thirteen times, and he finally won in the fourteenth one. Yeah, right. Fourteenth time is the charm. Yeah, really. And um everything else that was nominated was was very good. I'm glad Mudbound got a nomination. Mm-hmm. Uh especially Rachel Morrison, the first uh woman nominated for best cinematography. Mm-hmm. Um Darkest Hour, like that movie is is so bland looking. Like I, I'm not going to shit talk that one, but it's the darkest hour. Yeah. It's, you can you can make drab look riveting. Like I really like the look of oh. Spotlight for that movie, for example, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. Uh, 2049, what Roger Deakins did, like, if you look at, like, his lighting setups and, like, j- how the the style tells the story, like, you know, there's a lot of complaints are always about, like, oh, well, it's just style over substance. Like, with movies, style is the substance. Uh-huh. Uh, more often than not, 
I think sometimes it could be empty, but here it's just like, like it, it takes everything he's ever learned about cinematography and then he just puts it in like his biggest production ever. And it's essentially like the, the most expensive art house movie ever made. And it is, oh my gosh, I'm, I, I was so happy. Mm. Yeah, he's gonna, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm glad he uh, finally got the award. Um, he uh, definitely deserved it after losing 14 times. But, you know, um, I'm really interested to see what he does next because he can't really surpass that. He's just going to retire to his boat. Apparently he has a boat. <laughs> that That's actually really cool. Um, I, like, yeah, I was thinking that too. Like, after Blade Runner 2049 and this massive production and, like, I what do you even do after that? And I guess his next film is The Goldfinch, directed by John Crowley. John mm-hmm. Crowley is the director of Brooklyn, a movie I, I really love. Yeah. And so I I hadn't I didn't even know this was in the works. So I was looking forward to whatever he did next. And Roger Deakins mm-hmm. is DPing. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that. I, I I imagine it'll be on a much smaller production level, but that's okay. Because yeah. he's a talented uh director of photography and John Crowley's a very talented director. For best adapted screenplay, calling by a name, we kind of talked about that already, but um uh, a good win, definitely. And then best original screenplay, I think. We were very happy because we just did our commentary on Get Out, yeah. and we're talking about how the writing, like everything about that movie, is is pretty fucking remarkable. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm glad it got recognized for the writing because it's even though it's a genre picture, it's very uh, nuanced in like how it approaches uh, racial politics and identity. Mm-hmm. You feel like uh, what? What did you think of that original screenplay category? Um, yeah, no, Get Out totally deserved to win. I wish Jordan Peele uh, credited his uh, uncredited screenwriter, star Magic Jackson Jr. <laughs> you know, he totally did a draft of that after Gremlins <laughs> 2. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, that, that film, I feel um, probably watching that the third time, still noticing things I didn't notice the second or first viewing of it. And, you know, seen a lot of uh, subtlety and the message is trying to get across. And, you know, I think that really goes to its writing and its, uh, its execution. So I uh, really feel that film deserved to win. Do you see Key reacting to it? Yeah, that was so heartwarming because, I mean, there's not only are they collaborators, but they're like such good friends in real life yeah. that it's nice to see them support each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, went from, they went from Mad TV to, uh, to this. Yeah, they went from Mad TV to uh, one of arguably the best comedy shows ever, uh, Key and Peele. Mm-hmm. And then now they're they're off fighting predators and getting Oscars. That's pretty cool. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, oh, okay. And this made me very happy. This, uh, As you know, I'm a big fan of Beyond Skyline. The director, Liam O'Donnell, had tweeted out okay. a couple years ago, uh, Jordan Peele's going to get an Oscar someday. Mm-hmm. And then that tweet started making the rounds again <laughs> on Oscar night because he yeah. just won. And it was like, wow, that's incredible foresight. And I guess he was explaining um, the, the director of Beyond Skyline just that, like, look, a guy who's that talented in that industry, like, they're not going to not get recognized for their, mm-hmm. like, for their talent and their achievements that they're going to do one day. Like, Jordan Peele is just a guy who's, like, he's just got it. You know, like, some people have it, some people need to work for it, and some people, unfortunately, don't. But he's someone 
that we're going to have our eyes on for a very long time. And I, I cannot wait to continue seeing that. Yes. Um, best actor, best supporting actress, uh, or best actress we already talked about, but best supporting actress went to Allison Janney for Itania, and I get it. Mm-hmm. And Allison Janney, also remarkable actress. So, uh, mm-hmm. like, like these awards, it's more like I have issue with the movie and their care, the writing around them than I do the performers. So, like, I don't really feel unhappy with any of these wins. I'm just like, well, I kind of wish, yada yada, you know. Um, right. And Allison Janney curses and yells a lot in the movie. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, she was going to get it. Though I really wanted Laurie Metcalf to get it for Lady Bird because I think that's a more complex performance and a more yeah. complex character, you know? A bit. Yeah, I believe so. Um, I mean, it was more nuanced, I feel. But I don't know if it was better. Yeah, no, I would she... say hands down Laurie Metcalf's performance. And just her role in the movie, I think that's why I, I prefer her more. Mm-hmm. That one because she's she's so essential to to the narrative of that movie and the heart of that movie, and yeah. the way she sells it with the writing and the direction mm-hmm. is um, it feels more like it's in unison. Where in Itania, yeah. everything feels like a needle drop, if you know what I mean. Especially if you've seen the movie. Yeah, I mean for sure, I kind mm. of like the needle drops though. <laughs> I, I I like needle drops too, but. It's kind of like looking back at Wolf of Wall Street and being like, man, that was such a great biopic. Man, everything sure likes to copy it after that. And I mean, if you're, if, if yeah. you're going to make a biopic, I'd rather you riff on Wolf of Wall Street than like any other one. <laughs> so um, right. mixed, mixed feelings about the, the acting categories this year. Everything else I really like, though. And um, I, I guess let's talk about the, the big two now. Best mm-hmm. director and best picture. We could talk about them at the same time. Because Guillermo del Toro won both of them. Yeah. And I'm so happy. Yeah, yeah no, I was very happy to see uh, real GDT win. Yeah. Yeah. Totoro-san. You know, was it... yeah, 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 he has many nicknames. <laughs> many, many. And they're all adorable. Um, and I, we, I've, I've talked about this a lot before, where, like, you know, at the end of the day, uh, movies that are important to you are more important than anything. Like, you, you don't need awards to validate your feelings, you know? Your favorite movie could be fucking, I don't know, Birdman or something. I'd be like, you know, whatever it means to you is more important than whatever I have to say or anyone else. Mm-hmm. And uh, for award shows, too, it's like, you know, uh, I always like to quote Parks and Recreation, uh, Ron Swanson, when he says, uh, uh, awards are stupid, but they'd be less stupid if they went to the right people. And yeah. This really feels like that, much like the year before with Moonlight, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, the best picture, best director split with Moonlight and La La Land. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you could argue the merits of both, but like it feels like they went to the, the, the correct choices for the most part. And someone who's just like as lovable and as kind and like creatively exciting as uh, GDT. Yeah, it's, it's nice to have that. Um, recognized you know and he's he's just he's making these weird movies he's not making safe movies he's making movies that are personal to him and mm-hmm. weird and bizarre and it it's it's nice to see that kind of creativity recognized because yeah. uh, it was uh, we also got to remember it was between shape of water and pacific rim 2 for him to make next and mm-hmm. he chose the shape of water yeah i'm glad i'm glad he chose the shape of water and 
already sold Pacific Rim too, and you know it was good, but I feel like this was uh, more creatively uh, better for him, you know, than doing another Pacific Rim, and kind of I wouldn't say it's like playing it safe, but you know you always have to push yourself. Yeah, well, also remember the new Pacific Rim uh, is very different from what he wanted to do because mm-hmm. he just has a story credit. Everything else was was changed after his draft. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I, already, I, already I, I agree. <laughs> but, yeah, but I have to I have to censor that out because the the thing is not up yet. Um, yeah. But for he he's gone on a record as saying like he wants to he he looks at movies that he wants to do, mm-hmm. and then he looks at movies that need him to make them. You know, no right. one else would have made Shape of Water. Not only just because it was his idea, you know, but he couldn't like pass that on. Like Pacific Rim Two, I think it's actually a good it's a good point you bring up where like. He didn't need to do that movie. That movie mm-hmm. could have had anyone to do it by that point because Pacific Rim is such a beloved movie. Yeah, by a lot of people, you know, not everyone, but a lot of people, and um, it it didn't need him anymore. Like that that mm-hmm. that franchise is could live or die without him. Right. Uh, stuff like at the Mountains of Madness perhaps needs him. Anyone out yeah. there who has $150 million to loan? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Shape of Water, that, that was a Del Toro movie. And it, it only he could have made it as romantic and, mm-hmm. and beautiful and sad and touching as he could have. Like, it's, it's all him on the screen. And that's, that's a really wonderful feeling to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Uh, hypothetically, if this hadn't won, what would you have liked to win? Best uh, director and best well, picture. I would. Um, hmm. I'd probably go to like Jordan Peele, I guess, for best director, and Get Out for best picture. Um, me, you know, mainly, you know, again, it, if you look at that film and just see way he got all his ideas across and. Um, had this message that really resonated with uh, many people. Um, you know, he, you know, did an excellent job as being a director. And I still like Lady Bird, you know, still like Greta Gerwig, but it just kind of edged it out a little for me in his uh, in his uh, ability to direct this film. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like, uh, well, apart from Darkest Hour and Three Billboards, uh, I think I brought it up before. I It's a very, very good category of best picture nominees this year any one of them could have taken it i would have been like i would have been at least happy or satisfied with them yeah um, for sure. get out and and ladybird though were, were probably the ones i would have liked to have to have seen if shape of water hadn't won um yeah, yeah and and jordan peele and greta gerwig will continue to do great things paul thomas anderson lost another best director award right. but i think it says something that the academy hasn't forgotten him throughout every movie he's made with the exception of like inherent vice, which is kind of unfortunate right. if you ask me. Um, right. And Christopher Nolan, he's Christopher Nolan. He is a brand. He, yeah, no, he, I'm he's sure going anywhere either. Yeah. I'm sure he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll both survive and then they'll make some weird movies that somehow get a lot of attention because people like their work. You know, yeah. I, th- I think that's what, what I, my big takeaway from this is for the best director category this year. Mm-hmm. It's such a, a beautiful, lineup it's only five people but these are all really creative artists who made really personal movies to them and they all got nominated there wasn't like a bad director or 
someone that was less deserving of the nomination and the whole bunch. And yeah. uh, just going off of that, I really was disliking. I feel like there was um, people were like pitting them against each other. Like, um, you know, this person deserves it more than that person. Um, and I was getting really uh, annoyed by that. I don't know if it's worth mentioning. Uh, no, I think it is worth mentioning because I, I want to take a look at the best directors. Uh, Greta Gerwig is unfortunately the only woman nominated, but that's mm -hmm. not to take away from the, the talented uh, men involved. And it is important yeah. to keep highlighting women's voices in film and in all, in all yeah. parts of the world, in all industries. Um, but when they, when people say like, oh, like all the, the directors are white, it's mm -hmm. like, well, fucking uh, yeah. no, Guillermo del Toro, he might be white passing for a, a Latino, but, um, he's, he's Mexican. He's an immigrant. To, I don't know. I felt like very reductive to kind of like, just see them like as men, you know, in this category. It's, it's important person. stuff to bring up and, yeah. but it is, it is reductive, you know, yeah. or it's like, um. Like I, this is a more nuanced topic, so forgive me uh, if I if I kind of hop around it a little bit. But like, uh, a a lot of white women will often call mm. out like, "Oh, there's like only one woman," but they won't like uh, often. More often than not, unfortunately, there might not be as much mm -hmm. relevance to them to highlight women of color's voices as well, which is something yeah. that still needs to get worked on. It's the same like a lot of. Intersexuality, the uh, kind of the um, statements, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not intersectional yeah. feminism. It's white feminism. Yeah, intersectional feminism is where it's at. That that yeah. needs to be the the, yeah. the relevant topic. Yeah. That's why I like yeah. Francis McDormand's comment with uh, yeah. inclusion writers. Yeah, I know that was very thoughtful of her. Yeah, and you know, Greta Greta Gerwig seemed like you know she was. Um, like, you know, she was happy to get the recognition and, you know, she was, she, I, I think, did she hug Del Toro at some point or they were like, cool. I'm sure she did. Cause you know, like yeah. all the best directors, they, they spend the award circuit basically together every week. And so yeah. they all get to know each other pretty well. And yeah. um, they, I think they cut to her when she, he was giving him his acceptance speech and she just mouthed like, I love him or something like that. Like she was so touched to watch right. someone she, she respects and cares about win the award and, Del Toro has shown on many occasions that he does the same thing, you know, like yeah, for the people. And I, I would want to hug him. He seems very cuddly. Oh my god, I want to give him the biggest hug. Like not just because he's made movies I love, but because he seems like such a good guy, you know. Yeah. And he's yeah. totally cuddly. Yeah. So, um, final thoughts on the 90th Academy Awards. Anything you want to mention, Jimmy Kimmel wise, uh, performance wise? Any other categories we skimmed over because there's a lot, and we're not going to spend three and a half hours talking about them. <laughs> Yeah. Um, let me think for a second. Um, I was, um, I was, uh, I, you know, Darkest Hour. Um, I know it was a very makeup heavy film, but are you glad it won for best makeup and hairstyling, considering they you know, skipped on Star Trek Beyond? Uh, I'm not glad Darkest Hour won. I am glad that. Um, a Japanese special makeup effects and visual artist one. Uh, mm. I I really hope I don't butcher this name. Uh, Kazuhiro Suji? Yes, that's uh, I'll talk shit about the performance being all in the makeup. I will not talk shit about the makeup because it's very good. 
Like, you know, yeah. sometimes you could tell like, oh, they're just wearing like a fat suit or like they're wearing like extensive like chin chin wear. Um, it's very good in Darkest Hour. So I will accept it. It's not Suicide Squad winning and everyone yeah, being like, no, wait, what the fuck? Yeah, that's Yeah. Here's a minor upset for me. Or not minor, because this is actually a pretty big one. Even though I love Blade Runner 2049, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Star Wars The Last Jedi, War for the Planet of the Apes didn't win Best Visual Effects. And yeah, that's- I get that there's been two movies prior to this with photorealistic monkeys, but mm-hmm. those didn't win either. So yeah. what the well, hell, were, guys? Yeah, they're, I don't know. They were like, um, I don't know. Blade Runner, the effects were great. Um, but I mean, you know, War for the Planet of the Apes, if you look at the rain on the apes fur and everything, that's pretty incredible. And even Kong Skull Island where, you know, Kong felt very, uh, like, so rendered in his back, you know, in the background, they felt like he was actually there. I'll, I'll disagree with that. I have major issues with how Kong is portrayed in that, um, specifically in terms of scale. But, like, how did you... I, I, I cannot understand comprehend the mentality about voiding the apes movies for a third time mm. you know and especially in the later part of the film when they're in the snow you know yeah. and it's, just like, it's like trickling on their fur and it i it, it's baffling that is like a stanley kubrick omission level bad for me yeah well uh you know maybe they just don't like apes yeah i apes. guess i guess not um I don't know. Maybe, maybe a, a future apes movie will come along and they'll win for that. But ah, uh, yeah. fucking knows. Yeah, but mm, yeah. Besides that, um, yeah, you know, sound mixing, sound editing. Dunkirk, you know, clearly was the most well crafted, excuse me, technical film in terms of those two categories, and put a lot of good work into that. So. I there was a lot of good work into that, but hang on, Baby Driver. Yeah, no, Baby Driver was Baby Driver was good, but like, you know, did Baby Driver make you feel like tense for like an hour and thirty, where you were like, well, it's not trying to make you do that; it's trying to do something yeah, else. No, I mean, it's trying to make you do something else, but like, it it didn't give you that extreme well, emotion. I I don't I think that's subjective. I love both movies a lot, so I I I'm okay with Dunkirk winning just. I, I don't yeah, feel we'll, that it was that easy to like overlook Baby Driver. If... Well, we'll leave it up to that. Mm. Uh, oh, okay. So uh, in memoriam, I was very um, annoyed that Adam West was excluded. And Tobe Adam Hooper. West, yeah, Adam West and Tobe Hooper. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean that is unforgivable. Yeah, especially you know, because they show a clip from Texas Chainsaw Massacre earlier uh, in the show. That was that like oh they thought like oh that's good enough. I I don't know, man. Like they showed his work. It's it's the work he's most known for and arguably his best. But I don't I, I don't know. If you don't name the man, you know, like Right. I, that's yeah, that, that was shady. That was that was a bummer. Um I, I don't yeah, I mean it was and the Adam West thing too, like you know, were they like, oh he's a TV actor or something? I mean still a cultural icon of an actor and you know, excluding him. It was really stupid. Yeah, I mean, I guess I can kind of get the mentality like, well, he was mostly in TV, but I mean, no, he, he was in the first well, Batman movie, the first yeah. official Batman movie. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, it's so, and uh, Powers Booth too. And pow- oh my God, did they leave? Wait, did he die last year? I thought he died the year before. Um, he died. Yeah, 
May 14th, 2017. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I get it's hard to fill everyone, but those three specifically mm -hmm. have, have made their marks multiple times over. So yeah. not, not a great look. Um, I, yeah. but you know, know. And, we're kind of ending yeah. on a downer note. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, for every like good thing, they excluded like the Godzilla suit actor that you wouldn't expect to be in there or like George, you know, it's cool that they had George Romero or, uh, um, again, the, uh, the actor who is Godzilla or, um, you know, other choices that they did, they still kind of, uh, you know, people like John Hurd, you know, it's, it's still, I wish they would include everyone. So. Yeah. Like I, I don't want them to have omitted anyone in their place. I just wish they yeah. were all there. You know I mean? It was a almost four hour version of the Oscars already. So like, what the hell? Yeah. I'm sure there was time. Yeah. I, and even if there wasn't, they, it's fine. They they've gone longer, and it's been more boring and less satisfying. So I think it's a testament to um, the rest of the show being like, "Hey, this was pretty good, guys." So it's it's kind of a bummer. Ratings were down this year, but like also, no one watches TV the same way they did before. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's all streaming, and it's yeah. not because of like, oh, it's too political or something. It's because it's not the uh, preferred way of watching media anymore on a television cable so yeah true that true that uh last thing before because we got to wrap up now um kobe bryant won an oscar and yeah. you were talking about that like all week before the show so how does that make uh, you feel um i mean as a lakers fan uh, i think that's cool i mean Shaq doesn't have an oscar <laughs> and um it i haven't seen the film but i heard it's very good people have told me it's good and it's um someone put the uh it was it came off his spoken word poem about basketball, which was a very deep um, poem about how he felt playing the game, and he uh, loved basketball so much, and uh, he got sponsored to uh, make it to moving animation, and he's good friends with John Williams, who did the score for it. So, uh, yeah, I really want to I want to know more about that movie. <laughs> yeah, I really want to see that too because I had a friend telling me we were watching the show together. And uh, they were telling me that, that it was incredible. And I didn't know John Williams scored it either until they, they announced it uh, yes. during the show. And I was like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah, well, <laughs> like, that felt like someone dropped a bomb on my lap. John Williams surprised you, though, because he did the NFL theme. He does the Olympics theme. You know, he does, like, every single theme. Yeah. But, well, he's still you know, fucking good, good at it. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. Good for Kobe, because it's like, what, what does Shaq have in movies? Steel? The movie Shazam, where, Shazam, where or is it? Kablam? Uh, no, it's it's Kazam is the um, is the uh, Mandela effect of that <laughs> film. But well, I was gonna say Steel, where he free throws a bomb out of a window. Yeah, and he would not make that free throw in real life. <laughs> no, he that's they that's the end die. of the movie. He dies. They all die. So yeah. Cool. All right, uh, Gene, thank you for joining me on this this Oscar talk. You recommend we do this, and I thought it was a good idea. So good good on you for, for putting the initiative forward because we probably would have missed this window. Uh, where can I'm the people find you? I'm also glad for myself. Um, Gene9892, Twitter and Instagram. 
All right, you can find me at DEWGO Waffles, Loth Press, all links down below. Check out our Patreon so we can do more shows more regularly. Uh, check out our Get Out review if you have access to Patreon. It'll be up at the same time this is up, probably even before. Um, so thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We have been professionally unprofessional. <laughs>